Space, the final frontier. This is the Observer's Notebook, the official podcast of the Association of Lunar and Planetary Observers. It's mission to explore the solar system, to seek out new observations and data, to boldly go where no podcast has gone before. And now the host of the Observer's Notebook, Tim Robertson. Hello and welcome to episode 144 of the Observer's Notebook, the official podcast of the Association of Lunar and Planetary Observers. My name is Tim Robertson. I'm the host of the Observer's Notebook and also the coordinator of the training program within the Alpo. Thanks for downloading and listening. Before I get into this uh, week's podcast, I really want to reach out and thank all of the listeners who stuck with this podcast for over the years. I recently realized that we've just surpassed five years of recording and producing this podcast. And without your support, it would not exist. And I want to take this moment to also thank the Patreons that have given a little bit more to be a part of this podcast. They include Steve Sleetentop, Michael Moyer, Jerry White, Jason Idman, Matt Will, Matthew Benton, Ken Pachetli, Stephen Bennett, Michael Moyer, Sean Dillis, Frank Schneck, Damian Alice, Carl Hergenrother, and Bob Stolis. I really want to thank all of you for being a part of the podcast and supporting it in every way you have. Thank you very much. The ALO collects and analyzes observations of various solar system bodies and associated phenomena and publishes detailed reports concerning these bodies in its quarterly publication, The Journal of the Association of Lunar and Planetary Observers. This podcast depends upon donations from you, our listeners, to keep it alive. If you enjoy what you hear on the podcast, you can donate to it via Patreon by giving as little as $1 a month. If you feel even more generous for $5, you receive early access to the the podcast before it goes public. For a monthly donation of $10, you receive a copy of the Novice Observer's Handbook. And for $35 a month, you receive producer credits on the podcast. You can find out more by going to www.patreon.com slash Observer's Notebook. And if you'd like to join the Alpo, membership begins at only $18 a year. For more information, find us at www.alpo-astronomy.org. And we are also on Facebook. Just search for ALPO Astronomy. And this podcast also has a Facebook page as well. Just search for Observer's Notebook. And if you enjoy what you hear in the podcast, please subscribe. That way you'll never miss another episode. And now, episode 144 with Ken Pachetli. And we're going to discuss the upcoming ALPO Virtual Convention. I'd like to welcome everybody back to this edition of the Observer's Notebook podcast. Today we have, uh, again, Ken Pichetli back on the podcast, and we're going to discuss the upcoming 2022 ALPO Virtual Conference. Welcome to the podcast, Ken. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Yeah, now we've chatted before on the podcast about past conferences, and this is, I think, the third time we've held them virtually. I think so. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And it's working out very well. It, it, it really is. We, the board had discussions about doing an in-person conference this year, but with the COVID thing still running crazy and out here in California, it's kind of nuts. They're mandating masking again inside. So 
uh, yeah, things are things are still not back to what we like as normal. So, well, if it isn't the fires, then it's the uh, edge of the world that falls off with the earthquakes out there. There you go. <laughs> so, um, going back to the conference, the dates for the conference will be sat, uh, Friday and Saturday, July twenty second and twenty third, and we're again going to hold it on Zoom, but it's also going to be simulcast at the same time on the ALPO YouTube channel. Uh, the links for everything is down below in the show notes if people are interested in finding out that type of thing. That's right. That's right. Um, now, do you want to talk a little bit about past conferences before we get into this one? Well, just like all organizations, I think, whether they're professional organizations or uh, avocational organizations or hobby organizations, the, the Internet has really helped and hindered many, many groups. Uh, it's, it's helped because now everybody has access to just about any kind of information they want. But to many people, it now takes away the desire to be with other people. So they don't feel the need to spend airfare, book a hotel room, um, go to a conference and pay for dinner when they can uh, participate productively uh, in a conference that's drawing people from around the world. So in, up until three years ago, uh, the conferences were all in person and our attendance had uh, dwindled to, you know, uh, maybe 40, 50, 60 people, which is, you know, which is okay. And we had a really great time. But now, and Tim, you can uh, fine tune this, but I think that since we started doing the conferences in Zoom starting three years ago, this will be the third year, our, uh, our attendance, and that means people who are observing the conference as well as people who are presenting any kind of talks we're into the hundreds and hundreds i forgot if it's two or three hundred or is it more than that yeah it, it, it's it's ranges per day but i think on average we're between 250 and 300 people at any one time on zoom and uh and the youtube channel so it's pretty exciting you know in the in the past all of our in-person conferences were also held with other organizations and many this of them, many of them were yeah. Um, I joined, uh, I rejoined the Alpo in, uh, I think it was about 1990. I had joined uh, when I was very young in the early 60s, and I was just totally uh, mesmerized by the drawings uh, by Clark Chapman and so forth in the Alpo Journal, uh, the lunar drawings and so forth. Uh, I dropped out um, in the mid 60s, but like I said, I rejoined about 1990, and I had uh, I attended my first in-person conference in Greenville, uh, South Carolina. I relocated from Cleveland, Ohio to Atlanta, Georgia in 1984 for work. I'm a uh, technical writer. And uh, in 94, uh, I took the two-hour drive up I-85 to Greenville and um, had a chance to meet with uh, a whole great group of Alpo people and participated in watching the conferences and so forth and so on. And it was really, really great. But um, like you're saying, now we have people from all over the world watching this. So, you know, the conference starts in the afternoon for those of us here in the Eastern time zone. I'm in Metro Atlanta. And I think it starts at, uh, was it 10 a.m. for those of you out uh, west of here uh, in the Pacific time zone. And then yep. you can figure it out the rest of the world. 
Yeah, and that, that's what's been really nice. And our speakers also have been from Argentina and and the UK and all over the world. So it's been kind of nice. They don't need to travel and they are live with us during the conference available for uh, once they give their talks, they're available for questions and things as well. So it's it's really an international conference now. This is true. Uh, and as I was starting to say, we did have conferences in conjunction with the Astronomical League, and mm-hmm. we still do, but uh, we also hold our own conferences. Those are the conferences that I started to mention where we'll draw about 40 or 50 or 60 people or something like that. But when it's with the AL itself, the attendance is obviously very, very much larger because there are other organizations that are also participating. So uh, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. This conference is going to be strictly, <clears throat> this is conference is strictly with the Alpha itself. Right. And with us celebrating our 75th anniversary, we're looking for great participation from not only our members, but the international community as well. And briefly, I'd like to go over our current speaker schedule. Um, I still have like three open spots. I'm not wor- too worried about filling them, but there are listeners out there that would like to present a paper. Uh, you need, number one, you need to, need to be a member of the Alpo in order to do that. Uh, but so far we have uh, Richard Shimuti, who's in charge of our uh, Jupiter section and also the, the uh, remote planet section. And he's going to, one of his talks is on general photometric photometry, which is an interesting subject. And a lot of people are interested in that. And that ties into things like we're also doing with the uh, with the exoplanet section. Oh, we also have the study of photometry is really the study of the brightness of stars and planets and so forth. Really, right, right. Yeah. And he, he's going to talk about how to how to do it, how, how an amateur can make measurements like that. Then we have Tony Cook from the UK and from our lunar section. He's going to be giving a talk on the moon. Uh, Jim Tomney is doing some exciting work. With the ALPO right now, our entire website is being revamped and modernized. It's it will no longer be stuck in the 1985s. It's oh, now oh. it's now going to be a real a real eye catching and interactive website. So Jim's going to give everybody a heads up of what the ALPO website 2.0 looks like and how you can navigate it. Uh, Julius Benton um, is in charge of our Saturn and Venus sections. He's going to be giving a talk on Friday about recent observations of Saturn. Uh, Harrison Doan, a member at the Alpo, is giving a very interesting talk. I've seen his slides. It looks pretty interesting. It's an ideal method for determining the date and time using solar system objects. Oh. That should be pretty interesting. Uh, Richard Shamudi, again, has given another talk uh, about the current observations of Jupiter in 2021. Uh, And then on Saturday, some of the talks are David Teske is giving a talk called Sailing the Sea of Clouds. Ooh. I'm going to leave that topic uh, in the open. So hopefully some people are interested in that. Uh, Carl Hergenrather, our executive director, is going to be talking about observing comets and some recent observations. Uh, Rick Hill, our solar se- section uh, coordinator, is giving a talk called Blinded by the Light, Early Solar Observing, which he, where he reflects back on his early experiences of observing the sun. Okay. Julius Benton is going to be giving a talk uh, on Saturday about observing Venus. Then Richard Schmoody comes back with a talk on remote planets for 2021 and 2022. 
uh, Albert Unizoto from uh, Argentina. He's going to give an interesting talk. Is the is visual observation of the moon still worthy? Mm-hmm. And that's going to be pretty pretty interesting. Um, and then we have, like I mentioned, three open slots, a couple on Friday and one on Saturday, where um, people are, can volunteer and give a 20-minute talk. We usually give 15, 20 minutes for the talk and then five minutes for questions and answers afterward. And like Ken mentioned, the conference starts at uh, 1 o'clock Eastern time, 10 o'clock Pacific, and it ends at 5 o'clock Eastern and 2 o'clock Pacific. On Friday, following the uh, the, the paper section, session, uh, the ALPL will hold a board meeting, uh, and all of the uh, members are invited to attend if they're interested in attending the board meeting. Uh, there are going to be Zoom links available. If you contact me via email, and my email address is in the show notes, contact me via email and tell me you want to attend the conference, and I will put you on the mailing list. The Zoom links will be sent out uh, the day before for the next day's conference. And if you're interested in the uh, board meeting, put a request in for that too. That's going to be a separate Zoom link altogether. Uh, so that's for Friday. And then Saturday afternoon, we have our our keynote address and door prizes. And Ken, why don't you talk about our keynote speaker? Um, our featured speaker, uh, which will be um, kicking off at 7 p.m. Eastern time, uh, is going to be Charles Chuck Wood who is uh, the guy that has the, uh, it's called the Lunar Photo of the Day website. And even though it's the new instances of it have been discontinued, he's now posting repeats and it's just as good as they were when it was new. Uh, Every day is a different feature. Uh, Many, many, many of them are uh, uh, images obtained by uh, amateurs and some of them uh, augmented by professional, you know, satellite images and so forth. Uh, Chuck was the featured speaker in the mid-teens when we had the Astronomical League conference here in Metro Atlanta. And he spoke about his interest in the moon and how he got involved with it. And it was a real, real pep talk. And he's going to be talking this time, uh, again, about how he got interested in the moon and why. But he's also going to be covering... Uh, his topic basically is going to be about lunar basins this time. And so, um, you know, for about an hour, you'll, you'll have a chance to hear from Chuck Wood. He's got a lot of good professional credentials. You can look him up on the web. And um, he's a very dynamic speaker, and I can't speak highly enough about him. Right. And also, there will be a separate uh, a Zoom link also sent out for that. Uh, prior to it. And the key with joining us on Zoom, we're limited to 100 folks on Zoom that can join us. And the advantage of that is is you can raise your hand and ask questions live. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, I try to monitor the YouTube channel as the conference goes, but during the conference, I have a lot of balls in the air trying to juggle everything. So I can't always address all questions that are uh, addressed on the YouTube channel. So the right. be, the best way for you to interact with the speakers is definitely by going on the the Zoom the Zoom network, and the only way you can get that is by contacting me, sending me an email, and I will send you add you to the list for all of these Zoom links. I'd like to uh, uh, say a few things here. One, you mentioned at the beginning, and we all know this. Um, 
uh, we've got three slots open. And uh, those of uh, those of our listeners who would like to participate with the talk, and by the way, the talks, you know, we're only talking 15 minutes. So you've got 15 minutes to do hand shadows or to do uh, maybe 10 minutes of, uh, of a presentation and uh, take questions for the next five minutes or so. But, uh, you know, we're talking about PowerPoint uh, slides, which are really very, very common now. And the ALPO is dedicated to earthbound observations of the solar system. So if you out there have uh, a need or a desire to uh, talk about your particular setup, your observatory, your backyard setup, uh, maybe the troubles and travails and, and problems that you've done, that you've had to get past, and you are looking for help and you want to talk about what you're doing, uh, or if you want to brag about some really great accomplishments that you have done with your equipment, whether it's imaging or just visual observing, you've got 15 minutes to kill. Now, of the three slots that are open, I wanted to ask Tim yourself, this is a good time for you to talk about a very valuable program for those of us in the Alpo who are not that well versed in it. You run the uh, the training program, the, we call it the Lunar and Planetary Training Program. Could you spend a minute or two talking about it and uh, what you can cover in your, if you do a presentation, what you could talk about then? Yeah, I've always got that that talk in my back pocket for these conferences in case we uh, have a speaker that cancels out or, uh, yeah. or, or, or we just don't fill all the spots, but basically the, the ALPO training program is where we, we walk um, members through how to learn, how to learn, how to make better observations. And the key to making better observations is having your eye to the eyepiece. We don't focus on, attaching the camera and taking images. There's no imaging involved with the training program. It is to make you a better, more proficient observer. And anyone that's been looking through a telescope for a number of years knows that the longer you look through the telescope, the better your observing eyes become. You see more and more detail as time goes on. And then we use the method of drawing the objects. You might, you might, if you're a lunar observer, you'll start off drawing one or two craters over a period of time. There is no time limit in the training program. Uh, I've had some students finish it in six months. I've had some students take three years. Um, but the goal, end goal, is to make you a more proficient observer. And, um, and the only way to do that is making long-term systematic observations of an object. And free uh, is pardon me? Free is good. There's no yeah. extra charge for this yeah. program. No, there's no charge. The handbook that we use for it is a PDF file. When you sign up for the training program, uh, I'll send you a link for the uh, for the handbook. You can print it out on your own if you want the hard copy. Uh, you might have to buy, buy some, some drawing pencils and drawing tools and things like that. But all of the observing forms are available in the training program. So any, everything you need to know. And it's through the mail. It's not... I, I, I've tried doing a few students through the internet where they email me photographs or, or scans of their drawings. And I'd much rather have hard copies still. So it's a mail. So with everybody that sends an observation, I always ask for a self-addressed stamped envelope so I can evaluate their observation and send it back to them. Currently, we have three active uh, students in the program and they're all progressing along very well. I have one that 
possibly can graduate with this next set of observations. I'm just waiting for him to submit those. Uh, but yeah, training programs are great. I went through it in the 70s. Uh, Matt, in fact, Matt Will, who's our secretary treasurer, we went through it together at the same time. And uh, we did not know each other at the time, but we've come to know each other very well since then. And I, during my time in the training program, it took me two years and I made over 200 observations and drawings of a crater on the moon, one single wow. crater. And during that time, I saw my own evolution of observing. It was, it's not about uh, drawing skill. It's about learning to draw what you see. And accuracy is the most important thing. And that's what I focus on in the training program. Um, I don't grade you on your artistic ability. I grade you on representing what you see it through the eyepiece. And some days you'll have great scenes. Some days you'll have poor scene, and that should be reflected in your observations. It's but that's that's awesome. that, that's that's the nutshell of the training right. program. How to determine seeing condition? How to determine um, transparency Tra conditions of the atmosphere? Right. So those are just some of the stuff. How to determine? Oh no, the dreaded universal time calculation. Right. How to calculate UT? Those are all important things you need to do. Uh, magnification. If you don't know how to figure out magnification. That's all part of the training program. So these are things, you know, and then we also get in a lot of color filters for planetary observing. You know, what type of filters do you want to use with Jupiter, Saturn, and Mars? Yeah. So, and how the they side, affect the observation. The side benefit, uh, and I say this kind of tongue-in-cheek, is uh, as you become a better observer and you're really good at discerning fine details, uh, that, can, that can really um, help you out in everyday life when you want to really get the license plate <laughs> had to just cut you off <laughs> there you go <laughs> okay <laughs> one more thing is uh we mentioned earlier that you've got to be an alpo member to actually do a presentation well we're we're only talking about an annual membership of 18 dollars, and that gets you four issues of our very highly prized quarterly journal uh plus you're a member of the alpo you can you know of course purchase uh multi-year memberships but $18 and the Alpo, as far as I know, is probably near the bottom of the barrel as far as our dues structure goes. Mm -hmm. We have higher levels of membership, but for $18, um, it's not a big price to pay. It's not. It's a couple cups of coffee. <laughs> yeah, or or less than a tank of gas. It's uh, actually it's about two gallons of gas in here in California. So it's <laughs> I paid six forty nine a gallon the other day. So oh boy. Oh, yeah. Boy. yeah. As, but we, as we take this in uh, uh, the beginning of June. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're they're expecting gas prices in California to top out at $7 a gallon in the middle of summer. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that. Anyway, uh, along with the conference, following um, um, the keynote speak, uh, speech by Chuck Wood, we're going to have some door prizes. And we're still collecting them. We currently have two. Uh, both of them, very nice eyepieces from Celestron. We have an Ultima Edge 10 millimeter flat field, 60 degree eyepiece. And we also have a uh, Celestron Ultima Edge 18 millimeter flat field, 65 degree eyepiece. So these are very nice, uh, pricey eyepieces that Celestron has donated. And we're also looking for a couple more from other vendors. So the way you, the way you are eligible for that is you send me an email and say you want to be a part of the conference. And once I get that email, then you get, your, your email address gets added into the uh, hopper for selecting 
the uh, door prizes for the conference. Unfortunately, door prizes are only available to those people that live in the continental United States. So we can't ship Alaska and, and Hawaii, though, doesn't it? Pardon me? Alaska, Hawaii, and Puerto Rico included? They're, they're included, yes. Okay. Yes, but we cannot uh, ship internationally. With some, there's all sorts of different issues with that. We tried in the past. Yes. And, and it, it costs more than the actual product. So, yeah. So, but if you want to be eligible for a door prize, send me an email. Uh, I will give you my email now. It's cometman at cometman.net. But like I said earlier, all of this information, all the website, and Zoom, and our YouTube channel is in the show notes below. Very good. For those yeah. of you who would like to uh, get a taste of what our journal looks like to see, if it is something that you want to uh, participate in, uh, go to our website, which is uh, alpo-astronomy.org. And near the upper right corner of that screen, you'll see a link called Section Galleries. And click on that and um, look for Publications section. And within that page, you'll see uh, Alpo Journals. and uh, we have online everything going back to issue one back in 1947, all the way through, I think, uh, 2020, I think is the latest issues we have posted online. We don't post the most recent journals online because we believe that if you're paying dues, uh, one of the benefits of your membership is to get the journal yourself. And after a year goes by, uh, we then post those journals online for the world to have as well. And the journal, uh, from the time I first joined the Alpo in early 70s to now, it's quite the publication. I mean, I think we had a recent issue that was over 100 pages. So it's been... Yeah. It's, yeah, you sound happy about that, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's, you know, this, uh, the, I just, I'm the editor and publisher of the journal. Well, I'm the publisher now. And uh, uh, I just wrapped up the next issue, which is going to be uh, probably posted uh, in the coming days. That'll be probably uh, June 9th or 10th or so. And the hard copies will be in the mailboxes probably by the very first part of July. And this is another one of those 96 page issues. We are now, our page count exceeds that of Sky and Telescope. Oh my. It's a very valued advertiser, by the way, as yes. well as Celestron is a very valued advertiser in our journal as well. And we also have uh, two, another advertiser that um, they do a uh, cat's perch observing chair for you to sit on. Mm -hmm. And they also have a really great. Uh, accessory case, handmade uh, wooden uh, um, eyepiece case and accessory case. So, you know, um, take a look. Very good. Very good. Do you have anything else to add on the conference there, Ken? Sign up. Sign up now. Yep. Yep. Contact me. And like I said, I have three spots available. If you have a topic out there, an interest, a project you're working on, and you think it might be interesting to share with the masses, now's your time. Uh, also, following the conference, both days of the conference will be archived and saved and available at any time uh, on our YouTube channel. Uh, the past two-year conferences are also on our YouTube channel right now. If you want to go back and peruse 
what the conferences were like in the past. You're more than welcome to do that as well. So this is forever. <laughs> we're going to have these conferences online. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, with that, I want to thank you for coming on, Ken, and discussing the uh, upcoming conference. And I invite everybody out there to, uh, to uh, contact Tim. If you've got any ideas for future podcasts, let him know. Excellent. Yeah, I'm doing two today. So, <laughs> wow. All right. Well, thank you very much, Ken. Glad to help. All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the Observer's Notebook Podcast. Again, I want to thank Ken Pichetli for coming on the podcast and joining me in a discussion about this upcoming uh, 2022 ALPO virtual conference. Please sign up and attend. Please decide to give a paper. We need you and we want your attendance. Uh, we upload new episodes of the Observer's Notebook every few weeks, specifically on the 1st and 15th of every month. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. If you do, please rate and review us. I really appreciate it. We're also available on Apple Radio, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Google Play, Stitcher, Amazon Echo, Spotify, and also on the Alpo YouTube channel. You can help support the podcast by donating to it via Patreon, where you can give up to $35 a month, where you will receive one year's membership to the Alpo and producer credits on the podcast. With that, I want to thank producers of this podcast, Steve Seedentop and Michael Moyer, for their generous support of the Observer's Notebook. The link for Patreon as well link for the Alpo is in the show notes. You can contact me via email at cometman at cometman.net or on Twitter at, at ObserversNBPod. And until next time, my hopes that you always have clear and steady skies. Thanks for listening.